You've never done it. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show. We would like to welcome Miss Sandra. <laughs> I was like double thinking it again. That's the way of the mind. You guys, before we even got recording, we were going over how Miss Beautiful Sandra's name is pronounced, and I wanted to make sure I got it right. Yeah, because us Canadians can't figure the shit out sometimes. <laughs> it's true. No, no, I, I, I just think it's, it's a, it's a, I'm just trying to be difficult. <laughs> no, you're not. You're funny. Absolutely not. I thought it was, I thought it was gold. <laughs> yeah. So we got to hear the two different ways, whether it's Sandra or Sandra and no, Sandra, Sandra, Sandra is way sexier. Way. Just have to say it. I um, sign on that. That's right. <laughs> yes. Check. That's your fierce <laughs> goddess, beautiful name. Okay, guys. So I'm going to just introduce and let you know a little bit about her. So she is a one-on-one -on -one coach, which does soul sessions. And she help, is helping you create more freedom, joy, income, and impact, reminding you you're worthy of extra, extraordinary and founder of at I am worthy, also a speaker. This is something that you need to add to your roster at the upcoming MYM conference that we are going to and so excited to be going to mm -hmm. and the host of the worthy podcast. And you are just a badass babe doing all the things. Um, you know what, here's the interesting thing is I often get asked, the question I get asked most is, well, why did you create worthy? And here's the, you teach that which you most need to learn. And for me, worthy was actually hmm. birthed from a place of, I wasn't always a coach. Actually, this is so far removed from what I did for most of my, my career, most of my life. I was a management consultant. I worked with big companies, global companies, doing all kinds of things in information technology and project management. And eventually that transition to building my own company with my husband, who is my business partner. And that company grew very successful and we ended up being an eight figure company. And for me, just to give you context of where I come from, like I was literally born and raised in a mud hut with no running water and no electricity. And wow. so having this life where I literally lived in million dollar house, had my luxury SUV parked in the driveway, had, you know, a daughter in private school, all of the things, all of the trappings that society says, mm -hmm. you know, should make you happy. And I had all of this stuff. And I'll never forget that the year that we hit eight figures for the very first time, that was the most miserable year of my life. And yeah. I couldn't figure it out that, well, here I was having come from where I'd come from and now had all of this stuff. Why wasn't I happy? And it was going on this journey that I found, first of all, that my worthiness was so attached to stuff, right? Being validated externally by external things. And it was on that journey of me, you know, we we're talking earlier at the beginning before we started recording about how you've both been on your own journeys of self-discovery and self-awareness. And that's what I went on was this journey of, you know, self-discovery. And, and funnily enough, um, one of the speakers you talked about being at MYM at the MYM conference, one of the speakers there is um, Danielle Laporte. And she was the very first personal development thing that I ever remember consuming wow. and I remember being so struck by 
her saying that what you're looking for isn't the stuff. It's the feeling that you think the stuff will give you. And that literally was like the heavens opened, the angels sang. I was like, Ta-da! this is what I'm looking for. As And I've been using stuff to validate me and to look for my worthiness outside of myself when really I am worthy. And so that's how I ended up over. It's a much longer mm-hmm. story, but how I ended up creating the brand worthy and the website IamWorthy.com and actually just launching an app um, that's in both the app stores, Google and and Apple that you can find by looking for I am worthy. Beautiful. And, uh, yeah. So that's how I end up sitting here having this conversation with you two lovely ladies. Wow. I love what you said, how, and this is, we've, we've talked about this being the master of our own shadow. And when we dive deep enough, we find what our life's true passion, what's been most impactful for us. And that's part of our story. And that's what needs to be shared. And we live in a world of monetization. And we also live in a world where a lot of people need this information and type of coaching. It's just where we're at. And that's why people are thriving actually in this business. If you do it right and you, you know, it's like being heart, heart coherent is always what I say, right? Mm. Right. From your, if you're not leading from this place, really, what, what do you have? But it's It's so cool though. Like, what was it? um, What was it that you said that was that defining point in your life where you realized, and that you said that was like, obviously what uh, she said. Right. It was having the stuff, you know, like, I, I, like you say, we live in a world that thrives, that makes money off of telling us that we're not enough, that we're not worthy, right? Yeah. We're constantly being told, you're not thin enough, you're not smart enough, you yeah. don't have enough followers, you don't yet live in the dream house, all of these things that really focus on what we don't have. And there are very few people who help us see what we do have and for us to focus on that and when you think about if you're into whole manifestation and all of that kind of stuff if you think about what you're putting if you if you attract what you focus on we're spending all our lives focused on what we don't have right mm-hmm. the not enoughness the not worthiness and mm-hmm. so what are we attracting more of you attract that which you focus on. And so we get more of that. And so it really is, like you said, it's about like in the work that I do, I like to think of it as goal work and soul work, that there is a, a marriage, that it is cool to have this stuff. Like I'm not about to give up my, you know, nice car and nice house and all that and live on the street or, you know, be mm. a pauper. I like having nice stuff. And I truly believe that whatever you believe, the in God, you know, Buddha, universe, universe, whatever your belief is that that, which is greater than you wants you to have nice stuff and to live a nice life and to be fulfilled. And a lot of that does come from, you know, the foundation is you, you can't want fulfillment if you're hungry, right? You can't, if you're homeless, you can't be thinking about, Oh, I want to be fulfilled. And so we have to meet those Maslow's hierarchy of needs, the base needs, But for most people, that then becomes just a continual chasing. So it's, you know, like now, (laughs) everywhere you look, everyone's talking about having a seven-figure business. Like having a seven-figure business has become the little black dress. You know how when you're growing up, you're told everybody needs a little, to have a little black dress. Mm -hmm. Well, now having a seven-figure business is the little black dress. Everyone must have one. 
but why? Because it's coming not from a place of in here and what do I want and what is my purpose and what fulfills me. It's coming from a place of if I can just have more stuff, hopefully, and we're crossing our fingers and our toes, it will fill this emptiness that I feel within me from not living a fulfilled life, from not living my purpose. And it's so funny. I was reading an article recently where they were talking about how um, storage units are now one of the biggest businesses in the world in North like, America, <laughs> right? Because we're buying all this stuff and then we buy the bigger house because we've got all mm -hmm. the stuff and then we need to put the stuff in storage because we keep buying because we're looking for fulfillment in the stuff or in the you know watching tv or in the shopping or in the drugs or in the whatever and it's all because we're trying to fill this void this feeling of not enoughness this feeling of not being worthy as i am and living a life of purpose so I have a question, uh, <clears throat> and I, I kind of have my own answer for this, but where do you think that we're not bridging the gap with and why this is happening for us? Like, and I know we could go, but I, like, I see we're just, we've kind of lost the art of learning this part of this foundation of life. We've got yeah. lost from it and it's not it's not being taught as much. And that's why I think it makes so much sense when people like us, we're the cleanup crew is what we call it. <laughs> we're here at this time for a reason. And we've been inspired enough to make this kind of a movement, yeah. but like, why is it that we've lost that? And I wonder, um, do you ever see it coming back in a way that it's going to help the world in our lifetime? I think that what you said is so powerful that we're the cleanup crew. We're the ones who've been enlightened. We're, we're the ones who truly are the light workers to help other people see that they are in darkness. But when you think about it, even the concept of light and dark, there can't be light if there is no darkness. Right. And so I feel like this is maybe just a natural evolution of what we're supposed to go through to come back to mm our true nature, you know, to come back to, we've become so focused on outside of ourselves to the exclusion of inside of ourselves, you know, like, and to, when you say about being taught, when you think about what kids are taught in school, none of that is about live a life of purpose, live a life of passion, follow your passion, right? It's all about follow this particular curriculum and then you will go to college and then you will get a job. And then, and nowhere in that are we teaching our children that it's not about the stuff outside of you. It's about what lights you on fire and helping our children or encouraging our children to find their joy. And so I truly do believe that for those who've had that epiphany, that is our work and that work looks different for different people. I don't think we all need to become coaches or for all of us to, you know, build whatever it is to, to get people or to force people. And I also believe that we all come to our awakening in our own time, right? At our, however that happens for us. It took me a long time to realize how unhappy I was. And sometimes, sometimes that rock bottom, whatever your rock bottom looks like, becomes the solid foundation from which you then 
get awareness and then start to build. And so I think that it's, 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 that's a deep, goodness gracious. That's a deep no, question a deep there. <laughs> She's deep. I could go down hey, the rabbit hole. I just wanted hole. to talk about my favorite color. Right? I know. <laughs> no, but we want the juice, the goods. Yeah. But no, I, I truly think all of it goes back to, if I had to say, what do I believe and what do I what have I learned from my own life experience? Like I'm not some guru spouting off, sitting on a throne saying, I know the secret. I'm still struggling, right? Every single day. And I, I, I truly believe that that is life. Yeah. That is and I love that you do that because that's the authenticity. That's the true part. Like we're all human. Yeah. All got a meat suit. <laughs> I call it a meat suit, <laughs> you know, but you know, one experience might not be the, you know, what somebody else is experiencing when we do teach our things, but it's definitely for somebody. A hundred percent. For one person. Yeah. So I think yeah. we did our job, right? When you were yeah. going through that time where that redirection is what I would call it. Um, what happened? Was it, were you feeling depression, anxiety, just complete rock bottom? Yeah. And then what was your first step into that light? Like, what can you give our audience and anybody listening and watching that little insight of what you did to make that step out? First of all, I think that sometimes, you know, it does take rock bottom for you to be moved, right? The universe, I feel like the universe is always whispering to us, always whispering this, these redirections, but sometimes we don't want to hear them. Sometimes we don't want to hear them because it's not what we want to hear, or it's not comfortable. It's not a truth we want to acknowledge. And so I think that for me, it was a long time coming. I had the feelings of this isn't enough. And it was always on the, okay, it's not enough. Okay, fine. You made the hundred thousand. Maybe I'll be happy when I get to the million. Maybe I'll be happy when, and always like chasing, chasing, chasing. And where my rock bottom came was actually literally being diagnosed, sitting in a doctor's office. And she said to me, I've never seen anybody in my 15 years of practice who had a stress response as high as yours. What? And, and I, in that one, like when she said, you have the highest stress response, like the overachiever in me was like, <laughs> like, like my mom, like, you know, <laughs> and she, she clearly Are you surprised <laughs> this girl is not getting it. Um, you're the worst. Right. And that got my attention because I had all the symptoms, right. I was exhausted all the time, cranky all the time, just it was, I was constantly just pushing my body was exhausted and it took like me literally passing out one day to them be like, okay, let me go figure this out. And, um, that's when, you know, ran a bunch of tests and that's when I was diagnosed with depression, with, uh, severe burnout, um, a whole bunch of things, which unfortunately for me, I did a real number on myself years on, I'm still healing. Um, but that was for me was like, a, she said to me, if you keep doing this, you will die. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. I still want to live. And that became, and I wish I could say there was just this one thing that, mm. oh, the heavens opened, the angels sang, and here's your solution. Mm. It was really me understanding for the very first time that first of all, my worth didn't come from anything outside of me yeah. because that's what I'd been chasing. If I could just get the next and the next and the next. Mm. And then second of all, realizing that the foundation of my healing 
had to be from a place of loving myself, from a place of self-love. And what I want to share with anybody who's listening to this is there's no shame if you're struggling. Because I think often we struggle in the darkness, we struggle because we think it's just me. And also, like in my case, like I said, on paper, I had a dream life. And so I felt all this guilt about, well, how can I be unhappy when yeah. I, you know, I've got all of this stuff, but your, your emotions are your guidepost. And so if, if for anybody who's listening, it's like, where do I start? It's first and foremost, tapping into your emotions. Mm-hmm. What am I feeling? Mm-hmm. And oftentimes when we feel our emotions, we want to label them good, bad, right, wrong. But that's a terrible place to be because you can't be in a place of judgment and also curiosity. Your emotions are like your that, North I just star. freaking heard that today on oh. Carol Thiles podcast. There you go. I just fucking shared this on my story and you just said it. <laughs> okay, we clear, clearly the universe. About, it was about this part. This episode is what we're fucking talking about right now. This is so good. Love it. So literally, because we, we make ourselves right or wrong. And because we don't, we live in this world where it's love and light, good vibes only. And, you know, like let's sage all the bad feelings away, but they're indicators, you know, it's kind of like, I think it's Abraham Hicks who talks about, it's like driving your car and the indicator on the fuel says empty and you're like bad indicator and you put a sticky over it. That's kind of what we're doing with our feelings, right? they're telling you something. And so we, we numb ourselves to our feelings. We, you know, shop, we medicate, we, all the things just so we won't feel. But if we can give ourselves the safe space of knowing that my feelings are telling me something and getting curious and bringing awareness to what are you telling me? Where in my life am I off course? Because your true nature is joy and peace and love. And so when you're not feeling those things, it's just telling you something, telling you something needs to change, telling you you're not living in alignment with the the greater you that the universe right. knows you to be. So beautiful. beautiful. So, Do you know how Sarah and I met? True story. For we want the juice. Give us the juice. True story. Not even a word of a lie. I sent her what would, I guess, be the equivalent of hate mail. <laughs> Like I, like I DM'd her and I was like, I don't like what you just said, da, 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 which was so not in my nature. Like normally I'm very much a live and let be not my circus. I don't, I don't need to, but I don't, I don't even know why I was like, send. And I, in all honesty, when I press send expected that she would block me and right. I would never hear from her. And here was the beautiful thing that happened. She reached out to me. She replied and she gave me like a very, oh, like a really beautiful message about this is why you think you're seeing what you're seeing, but this isn't the truth. And wow. also, thank you so much for taking the time to write to me. And if you're open to it, I'd love to have a conversation. Oh, and I was like, what a woman. Oh, first of all, listen. Uh, this isn't how it's supposed to go. You were just supposed to block me and we're supposed to carry on with life. <laughs> Redirection. I couldn't say no to a conversation. And I wasn't sure, like I really wasn't sure what the energy of a conversation would be. Like, 
when you've started off me like right and it was such a beautiful conversation and I think where we and where we landed was first of all it was meant to be like a 15 minute chat we ended up being on the phone for like probably an hour hour and a half and I and we probably would still be talking if we didn't I, be- have like, I believe it I yeah, am not I surprised it. yeah stuff to do and where we ended up was we don't have to agree but we can respect each other's opinions that's wow. right you know, we, we can have differences. We don't, oh, it doesn't always have to be kumbaya, but it's the way that we do it in. And I, I think that oftentimes the desire to be right mm. costs us so much. It, mm-hmm. it brings so much pain when we're like, I'm going to tell you my position. Um, and then the other person entrenches in their position even further. And then it's just this duking it out of, listening. The, of ego, right? Wanting to be right. And yet I can say, you know what? I see you. I hear you. I hear your position. This is my position. Can you see me? Can you hear me? And okay, we can not agree on the same things, but you know what? It's fine. Like life goes Ah. on. And I feel like the world would be so different if we could go through things that way. And I just wanted to say, there's a perfect example of life being different and going that way. You guys just use that perfect example. You did it. Yeah. So I always call that energy in. It's like, we're speaking of this. This is the direction, new earth, the world, the energy is going. Yeah. I don't care what anybody says. It's, it's just happening. But that's what happens. That's how you get a happy village. Yeah. You just like wander under the bridge. How can we move past this in a way that we can agree to disagree with respect for each other's mm-hmm. and forgiveness. 100%. Yeah. 100%. And move on. I agree. Yeah, there's I no. She said that. Like, yes. yeah, yes. No, now you're gonna yeah. say I believe it because you're <laughs> worthy of it, girl. You are worthy of that because it's true. So, I want to go back a little bit to your story um, in the the worthiness, and I feel like there's a big part of this that we did not bring attention to when you said that you used to live in a mud hut, and. I want to bring attention to a little bit of trauma that that could bring on is maybe more reflecting later in life and how that could have played a huge role in the way that you see things. And as children, we're just, they're just so perfect in the way that they are. They're so resilient and they are willing to set things aside just to be happy. They just Mm -hmm. want to be happy. Yeah. And if they feel like, you know, they need to you know, be happy and like make it a safe place as much as possible. If that means putting some things away so you don't look at them just to be happy, that's what they'll do. But it's not until a little bit later in life that we look back and we're like, oh shit. That impacted my life in such a big way. So can I ask how that impacted yours? It did. And it continues to do so because it's not a a something. And I I think sometimes when I tell this story, I actually should post more on social media. I was just home for Christmas this past year. And I shared actually some video on social media of my mom's home, like literally where it's mud huts. And where is home? In Zimbabwe. Zimbabwe. And, um, you know, where she's lucky because through me, I, you know, can give her means where she has solar panels at her home. So she has electricity and she, you know, has a borehole and all that, but that's 
unusual, right? And so I have literally direct family, not like, oh, distant family, direct family, where they still live in mud huts and have no running water and no electricity. And so, yes, absolutely. There, I would say, and this is, I had two, other than my parents who were incredible and worked so hard to give me opportunity that helped move me beyond where we where I grew up my I had two other people who I would say were so key so influential in my life and those were both my grandmothers mm-hmm. my maternal and my paternal grandmother and in particular just because I got to spend more time with her my maternal grandmother and both my grandmothers never went to school never had the chance to go to school at the time that I was born um, Zimbabwe was called Rhodesia and at the time that I was born the constitution of my country told me that because I was a little black girl my life was worth less I couldn't go to certain schools I couldn't go to you know be born in a certain hospital I country I couldn't drink That's from the, the same the belief that they instilled into. In the country. Yes, I, I couldn't drink from the same water fountain, like there were water fountains that were literally labeled whites only or blacks only. Um, and so that's the backdrop of where I grew up. But where, and this is where I truly believe that we have people who are put in our lives who are who really have such huge impact and sometimes maybe they don't even realize it or we don't even realize it and my grandmother even though she never knew how to read couldn't write never went to school and she worked as a housemaid for all of her working years um worked for a white family in the suburbs in a suburb that I could never live in because I was black and she she would sometimes like on Saturdays, she worked a half day. She worked until 12. And so sometimes on Saturdays, she'd take me with her to work. Um, and I'd go sit and like, make sure sit quietly, behave yourself. Don't touch anything. Um, <laughs> because she would be babysitting me while my parents worked. Wow. And on the bus, on the way there, she would sometimes like point out these beautiful houses and on these tree-lined streets with cars in the driveway I never had a car tree-lined streets like yards swimming pools and she would say to me Sandra one day you're gonna live in a house like that and she would always say to me one day you're gonna when I was little little before I could even go to school she would say to me one day you're gonna go to school one day you're gonna and she said she'd say wow. to me you're gonna go to school overseas now wow <laughs> I don't know what, what overseas was a country <laughs> a place and she would tell me all of these things about one day you're gonna go overseas and one day you're gonna go to school and you're gonna have a degree and you're gonna have your own house all of these things that she could never dream that were never going to be possible for her and I truly believe that she had such a huge influence because I grew up believing that oh one day I'm, I'm going to go to school and one day I'm going to get a degree. And one day, all of these things that at a subconscious level, she implanted into my mind very early on. And, and so, yes, it, it really did. It, but it also, it, and here's another really important thing for me growing up that my father used to say, um, my father passed away three years ago. And if you ta- you were to ask me, like, what's the one lesson that you remember most from your father? He would say to me, Sandra, your success will never have any meaning unless you bring other people with you. Oh. So 
that for me, I realized when you, when you asked me about like, what was that moment, that breakdown moment and why the breakdown, I truly believe is because I wasn't living this in this way, in this purpose that I was all about me, right? I was like, I want to grow the business and I want to grow, have more money and I want to have more stuff and all of the things. And I had forgotten that part about for all of us, you know, there's, there's actually a wonderful word in the African, in Southern African dialects, that's Ubuntu. And mm-hmm. what that speaks to is our shared humanity. Mm. And it's, it's a principle that speaks to the fact that I am because you are, that I cannot be okay if you are not okay. You know, that I can, when I learn, I need to share that we, we really are all one. And so those really were, are the key things that when you say, what are the things that impacted me? Those did, but also, like you said, what do I carry with me? It still is in some ways for, and it's something that I continue to work on that poor little girl mentality, you know, the fact that, oh, I, I, there might not be enough, right. That, and maybe, and that's what drove me, you know, in my career was like, I need to work hard and I need to constantly prove myself because I grew up in this environment that told me at a young age that I was not enough. Wow. I think, I think we all carry that mm-hmm. little child inside of us. And that's it's what true. it's there for, for that part. And to live into the childlike energy, to live in that creative and that curiosity also, but it's that part of our childhood and that lesson, that's the key driver. And that's part of the blueprint, why you had to do whatever you had to do. So you could spread that word because the fact of the matter is we can't grow as a nation, as a unified nation right now, unless if we start giving ourselves that self-love, yeah. I am worthy enough. I am yeah. love enough. So important. Get so in touch with your intuition that you can live a, a life of abundance, you know, with discernment, you use your discernment at the same time. There's a lot of information coming in and oh, it's yeah. exhausting. It's exhausting. I was telling Kristen when I first came in here, I'm like, I'm fucking buzzing. School started. I'm like, there's shit going on. I'm like, this is crazy. I'm not even doing as much, but my mind is like, whoa, and I'm tired. I'm like, I'm tired. Got to get, got to ground back down to mother earth. Like, wow. It's constant, isn't it? Yeah. Like you said, we live like, it's mind blowing the information that we now have literally at our fingertips, right? I was thinking, gosh, when I was at school, like you'd have to, if you wanted to research something, you couldn't just like Google, da, 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 right? You'd have to like, oh, tomorrow I have to go to the public library and then you have to look for the book and then the book was checked out and then you had to put yourself on the list, like all of this. And now we literally have so much information and yet we're so lost, you know, to the point that if you You go on Google, right. And this works for most people that I've done it with. If you go on Google and you type in the Google search bar, how do I learn to, for most people, somewhere in the top three results is how do I learn to love myself? Ooh. Whoa. Try it out. And for anybody who's listening, try it out. Okay. I actually it's, have it's worked for every single person that I've ever done it with. And mm-hmm. like, literally mm-hmm. we're having to turn to Google to yeah. figure out like the single most important relationship in yeah. our life, the, the relationship. We're just so with far ourselves. removed. We're just so far removed. It's outside of a practice yeah. and it comes from big brother. So 
we have to really kind of turn things around and go back to the basics, go back to mother love, mother nature and source, Getting whatever quiet. is outside of your mind, body, soul. Yeah. And that's it. You don't have to be a coach or a guru to do no, anything. That's right. It's just about you living yeah. it. You know, it's like you like we said, you don't have to go out on, you know, on a mission oh. to change the world because you changing yourself and you see things that way. That's the first step, right? Because yeah. that has a ripple, ripple. effect, especially right. if you're someone who has kids or you're someone who's around kids, because they see and they learn from imitating more than anything we say to them about do this, do that. Like, you That's know, a whole other topic too. <laughs> and, oh, man. You know, look I at, go down the rabbit look hole at how your, it was your grandmother or great grandmother? My grandmother. Your, look at how your grandmother impacted you at that young age like that is so beautiful I had goosebumps all over my body and you know even the words from your dad and those things will be with you forever and they yeah. will be with you forever I just I was starting to zoom out and I could just sense their energy and just the love that they have for you and will never leave your side and are so proud of you and just guiding you every step of the way. And it's like, when we do get off track, just that little bit, or we too, you know, get too into our ego, it's like that little prompt or that little reminder of, you know, what did dad say? And that heart coherence and is this in alignment? So yes. that, thank you for sharing um, those moments from your childhood. And Tiffany, thank you for prompting. Cause I really wanted to know more um, of your upbringing and, and what you went through is incredible like that I can't even imagine to well, it's a totally not, different life not right? even being it's, allowed to yeah. drink like mm -hmm. that's imprinted in so many people mm -hmm. and then to unlearn that mm -hmm. thank you for answering the call yeah it's a whole gen like even when I look at other countries you know I was um I spent a lot of time over Christmas in South Africa which is even more recent in terms of its and it, or even if you look at America right and you look at how much race and all of these things are always bubbling underneath the surface and kind of paper over them it's like oh let's move on and yeah. yet these are wounds that people carry and and even within Canada right all of the things that are coming to the surface now about oh the injustices gosh. that have been done. And I, I think that often, you know, to the point that I said that sometimes the, the temptation is let's just move on. Let's just move over it. And we haven't acknowledged. And that's yes, that's at a global scale at a country scale. But I feel like even within our own lives, how yeah. often do we go through something difficult? And we just want to, I just want to be past it. And mm -hmm. what then happens is, we don't learn the lesson from it. We don't see right. the gift in That's it right. because in every situation, even the worst you situations, there's something there for you. There's a gift, there's a learning, you know, and so how can we look at, appreciate all of the things that have happened and, and know there's a wonderful um, quote from Eckhart Tolle from awesome. The Power of Now, where mm -hmm. he talks about, I'm paraphrasing here, but he talks about with everything that happens in your life, act as though you had chosen it. Yes. yes. Right. Because mm -hmm. when you go from that place of, okay, if I chose this, why is this happening to me? I think it opens you up. The to answer it. comes a lot easier. I that without trying to versus we're often in resistance yeah. to it yeah. right I don't want to feel this I don't want to be going through yeah. this and so we miss that opportunity to learn and to grow right 
That's a huge thing I like to teach uh, in my classes is when you go through meditation and prompts and throughout, you know, that time with a class, everybody's obviously on a different journey, but what can come up for a lot of people is those emotions, whether it's rage or sadness of tears. And it's, I do have one girl, she smiles every time I work with her. She got a blindfold on. She's got this big ass smile. (laughs) She just makes my day. But the point I'm getting at is making sure that people understand that that subconscious is not looking for the story. It's not looking for the answer or anything. It doesn't give a shit, really. It just wants you to acknowledge in while and do that while you're in a safe space. Yeah. So when you have that, yeah, the feelings is is within the healing. So when that happens, there's a huge release. There's a huge release. And that is the practice. So I think, yeah, we could talk about injustice a lot. And I think it's important to acknowledge 100%. But how can we empower our nation and our breed (laughs) in a way that we can move forward and using our shadows uh, as a way to draw us towards our life's passion or our life's purpose. Mm -hmm. And I think that is truly the blueprint is if we can learn to stop numbing those feelings and using that as your power. Because we're disempowering ourselves every time we try to get away from that feeling. So we use things like breath work. We use things like plug in, just turn the mind off for even five minutes, go for a dip in the water, do a a quick little meditation. Like, what are you saying to yourself? What's that internal, bring some awareness to that internal dialogue, like all these little tools, right? But submerge yourself in nature. Uh, These are the things that you can put in your toolbox to help. But I also do truly, truly believe that we all need someone to talk to. Yeah, really do. We need that connection. And it just helps. We do. A hundred percent. Whether that's, you know, a coach, a therapist, whatever it is, somebody, because you can't see your own blind spots. And Mm -hmm. sometimes you can't reason with yourself because you're in it right it's kind of like I don't know like a brain surgeon can't give themselves brain surgery right you yeah, need to right. have somebody who can mirror to you but also who can help you rationalize and say okay not to say and I think oftentimes like you said that we're numbing ourselves because like you you brought up rage or or anger right we've been told especially as women that's a bad feeling or bad thing for you to ever have rage, but that's an emotion. There is a reason you're feeling it. And so it's being able to have that safe space, that safe someone who can help you excavate. What does this mean? What, you know, how, how, and how do I move through it? Having someone who can hold you to move through it because the only way, you know, we, we try, right. To numb to all of the things, but the only way through it is through it right? You have to feel it for you to release it. Yeah. It's truth. So good. I have a question. Yeah. Go for it. Um, it's not really a question. I'd love for you to share this. I saw it on your Instagram and I just thought it was brilliant. You were sharing, um, how to stay motivated and the map. And I was hoping you could do a little share on that because it was just fire. And it, <laughs> it was landing for me. I was like, yes. <laughs> 
<laughs> I I wish I could take a hundred percent credit for it, but um, so I'm actually certified as a habits coach, and part of it was when I was on my journey of figuring out what are the pieces that I need to bring together, and how do I create habits because we are our habits, and so I actually um signed up and got certified through Dr. B J Fogg. Now, Dr. B J Fogg has been studying behavior for almost thirty years. He's the head of the Behavior Research Institute at Stanford University. And he came up with this model. It's actually called, we tease him about this, the fog behavior model. We're like, you can think of anything more original. (laughs) (laughs) But what the fog behavior model talks about, and this is specific, like, especially in the, in the domain of, if we're talking about habits, but it's about any behavior. So even if you're looking at oh, you know, when I get into anger, like, what is that? Like, what's causing that? And what he says is every behavior can be mapped to three things. Number one, the first part is the formula is B equals MAP. And so the M is all about the motivation. Um, And you can also put into their willpower. And what motivation is, what's propelling me to do this thing? What's inspiring me to do this thing? Um, but, and, and so that's the first part. And when it comes to motivation, for example, if we're, we're talking about it in the space of habits and being motivated to get going and do the things, whether it's I want to exercise, I want to build my business, whatever the thing is, motivation is a very fickle um, emotion, right? You know how it is like New Year's Day, everybody's like, this is going to be my best year and I'm going to do all the things. And so in that moment, we can be motivated, right? We have the motivation. We have the feelings. Same with willpower, right? It's day one of the diet. I'm not going to look at the cookies. I'm not going to look at all the things. But 15 days in is the reason why gyms oversell their memberships because they know by the end of January, nobody's in there. Yeah. Um, and so that's, we can't rely on motivation to get us going. And so what are the other pieces of it? So you can almost think of it like a three-legged stool. So the A is all about ability. How easy, if it's something that we want to do, how easy do we make it for ourselves to do it? So let's use exercise as an example. You want to get into a regular exercise routine. So how can I make it easy for myself? So it might be make sure the night before I pack up my gym bag and have all the things ready. It might be, you know, I sign up for a fitness class or it might be, I'm going to pick a a video, right? An online video, a short one that just helps me get going, like help me do it. Because the mistake that most people make is going too big too soon. And so I'm going to work out for an hour and a half, seven days a week you're going to burn out very quickly if that's what you're trying to do. And so it's how can I make it as easy as possible for myself to do the thing? The inverse works as well. If you're trying to stop a habit or stop doing something, how can I make it hard for myself? So like one that a lot of people who are in my coaching programs talk about is the phone, right? Addiction to the phone and Instagram. (laughs) Um, (laughs) how can I make it harder for myself? And so that's where it might be when you're doing focused work, having the phone in another room where physically it's not sitting right there with you or turning the phone off or like thinking about how can I make it harder for myself to just reach for my phone? So that's the A is ability. Make it as easy as possible or as hard as possible for yourself, depending on what you're trying to do. And then the P 
is having a prompt. And sometimes you'll hear that referred to as a trigger, a cue. It's the fact that every behavior that we do first starts with some sort of a cue, a trigger, a prompt. So, you know, if it's the going to the gym, it might be a prompt of, it's the time of day. I work out first thing in the morning. Or if it's, you know, I don't know, eating healthy, it might be that I have, you know, a specific time that I take my vitamins, whatever it is, it might be time-based, it might be location-based, it might be all kinds of things, but having some sort of a, okay, it's time to do the thing. And when it comes to your prompt, Never negotiate with yourself because this is the part where it falls apart for people. So you set the alarm to get up, for example, in the morning and you press snooze. You're already lost in that moment because the moment you allow your mind to doubt, it's like, oh, maybe we'll do it later. Maybe we make all kinds of excuses, right? Exactly. This is where if you've ever read um, the book by Mel Robbins, um, five second rule. Five second rule. I was like, what? What is that? She <laughs> was like, five, four, three, two, one. I yeah, five, four, three, I just two, told one my son that this morning. I was like, Cassius, five, four, three, two, one, out of bed. Yeah, and he's like, okay. We love, we love. <laughs> and that, so though. that that really is like, if you're trying to get yourself to do something, look at okay, motivation, ability, prompt. If you're trying to stop doing something, motivation, ability, prompt, just in the inverse. Mm. Wow. Oh, it's really good. So That's you reverse good- it. Yeah. So where, you know, where you want to do something, you want to feel motivated or you want to latch into motivation. But if you don't want to do something, that's where the willpower comes in. If you want to do something, it's how can I make it as easy as possible for myself? If you don't want to do something, how can I make this as hard for myself? And then with the P, the prompt, how can I make sure I have a prompt that reminds me to do the thing and do it as soon as that prompt goes off? Or if you're trying not to do something, how can I hide that prompt or stop myself from having that prompt in my life, that trigger, that cue in my life? I love this. Yeah. Setting yourself up for success. Yes. (laughs) Good. I love Love this. Yeah. We love tools. tools. (laughs) This is what we do often. Finish each other's. Yeah. Just the telepathy is like, (laughs) (laughs) and you know, what's cool. So I do want to ask you, um, I ask everybody, is your favorite book of all time? You can only pick one. The Alchemist. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. I actually read that one. Who is the author? Uh, Paulo Coelho, I believe. Is it Paulo Coelho? No. Yes, yes, yes. Paulo Coelho. Because I was thinking of another book. Like when when my mind went up, when you're like, what's your favorite? I was like, oh, The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. Paulo Mm. Coelho. I'll write that too. I loved, you know why I loved The Alchemist? Because I think it's such a powerful story. And one of the things that I have learned, you know, in in my career, I actually went back to school when I was 40 years old and studied um, documentary filmmaking and storytelling at Columbia University. And what I've learned is it doesn't matter what culture, what country, what we all understand story. We Mm -hmm. all understand story. It runs so, so deep. It, it runs so deep and it's passed on from gender. Like for me, like I could tell you the stories my grandmother who didn't even know how to read a book would tell me and I'm going to pass those on. But what I love about when messages come in story, like sometimes when you're reading a, a book, which is, I, I hate to use the word prescriptive, but it's like, okay, I'm learning how to do habits. It's like, okay, this is like a, te- it's almost like textbook. Okay. But when the lessons come to you through story, you remember them. 
much, it's much easier for you to remember them. I bet you could, you know, all the stories that your kids or even like movies or whatever you learn through story. And so for me, that's why I love that book because the story is so powerful and the story speaks to possibility. And for me, like one of my favorite parts of that book is when he talks about the fact that when, when you call your shot, when you tell the universe, when you declare what it is that you want, the universe will conspire in your favor, you Mm -hmm. know? And so that for me has always been something I've carried that get clear on what you want, shoot your shot and all kinds of magic will happen when you've told the universe what it is that you want. And I want to add a little bit to that because there is, um, you're not going to get, you're not going to win every shot that you take, but you lose a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Which is cool. Fuck the, the failure is the best part, really. I mean, you got to have that will and that drive and yeah. just keep shooting for the stars, man. Like we learn so much more. We're so afraid. We've been so conditioned to be afraid of failure, to yeah. be afraid of disappointment. Like it's the wound that we fear most is being disappointed. And so <clears throat> we keep ourselves small, right? Yeah. And we, 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 we go for small things because I don't want to be disappointed. I don't want to try and then fail. Yeah. And it's really instead, like if we could teach ourselves, and I think especially if we could teach our children that the only way you fail is if you quit, that every every time you try, even if you think about the greatest inventions in our time, the light bulb, how many times did that dude try to make a light bulb and failed, right? Wasn't it like on the, I don't know, hundred and something attempt that, right? Yeah. And even, yeah. even Disney, didn't he get turned down for like he went broke oh. and he went but all the things and he went for loans and he was rejected so many times i think yeah. kate perry's on there too she was like same, yeah. same thing uh, michael jordan's the most and harry potter books yeah. the, what's her name yeah. the lady who wrote them how many times did she, she get turned her, down if you are like if you guys listen to katie perry's song firework she says mm-hmm. maybe the reason that the doors were closed it was for you to open up the one yourself that's right and it's just like yep I'm a hard believer in all of that and I feel like I've had the most growth in my failures from the things that I have attempted and it's like okay it's learning it's It's just learning I know journey to get take the shame and all that away and you know what we have to unlearn what we've learned right so but I feel like that when you when you live that way that just feels right if you can just take that ego out and that story out just for a second, I always tell people that I was like, if you're, you're hitting things on and it doesn't feel good and you're all doubting yourself. I'm like, if you could just take the fear and then emotion aside just for a second and deal with life like business, wouldn't you just still fucking go for it? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know what? And that's like one of the things that I'm learning, which sounds so dark and, you know, morbid is you're going to die. Like, <laughs> I, I love it. I know. We're acting out of the shell. The only way off this ride is you're going to die. And I can guarantee you that what one generation, two generations, three generations for sure. They won't even know who you are. I don't, I couldn't even tell you who my great grandfather was. Right. I don't know. Like They've forgotten. And all the people that were afraid of like, Oh, what will they think? Truth. They're going to die too. <laughs> We'll see you. We'll be the, our pure consciousness just bopping around saying, look at all that 
bullshit that we were made up in our head and not living and in fear and the things we weren't taking because of false evidence appearing real. Like, well, this is the Dolores Cannon said this beautifully. Do you, do you ever listen? To, have you heard what- of Dolores Cannon? Yes. Yes. I've, I've heard. Yes, I have. Yeah. Books. We've read oh, a few of her books. Amazing. Like, um, but she said this in just one of her videos and it's um, uh, any energy or spirits outside of the human world that are not human are actually quite jealous of us because we are mortal and we live knowing that we could die tomorrow so everything can look more beautiful can taste more beautiful can feel more beautiful and they can't do that Mm. they just know what's beautiful that's Mm. it we have a more appreciation for it because we have that we have that contrast we know that tomorrow could be our last day or today could be our last day so it's uh i mean i like to look at from that point of view because i used to dive as you know i'm a deep thinker (laughs) (laughs) And there was a point in my life where I really got afraid of death because I was so afraid of missing my children and my children missing me. That's really what it came down to with my kids. Um, And then when I looked at it in that point of view, I'm like, no, this is more of a gift than anything. And I'm going to live in that mindset and that energy along with obviously everything else that we talked about, because this was just fucking gold. Seriously. (laughs) Yeah. Sandra, this is such a good conversation. I feel like we could do this for a really, really long time. Mm -hmm. And this is a whole reason why we do the podcast is to share other people's stories like yours. Magic. Yes. Your magic. And thank you for doing that because, you know, to what you were saying about us being the cleanup crew, um, Mm -hmm. light workers, whatever you want to call it, that this work is so needed because somebody's going to listen to it and maybe they'll get one thing out of this that helps them shift their perspective and helps them move more into who they really are, the truth of who they are. So thank you. Cause I know having a podcast, it's not easy. <laughs> a we've lot been, of work. Yeah. We've been going at it since 2020. This is our wow. third year and wow. we love it. It's mm-hmm. what we love to do is share. It's really sharing other magical souls with the world so that they can see how we are all so much the same and that everybody has a unique gift. There's not one person on this planet thank that doesn't have a gift. Yes. Every single person. Um, I didn't get to ask you though, mm-hmm. who is the number one person that's inspired you? I my know you shared people, but your okay. grandmother, but yeah, my grandmother. Mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> I know that I was kind of like, okay, that's a, she truly has, because for me, uh, I, I actually, oh gosh, I shared this. This is one of the most beautiful moments for me. And it was about trusting intuition. So a year ago, actually, just almost a year ago, I was invited by, I don't know if you know, Lindsay Schwartz from Powerhouse Women. And Lindsay invited me to speak at the Powerhouse Women event last year. And I had a speech prepared and I, all the things. And when I got up on stage and opened my mouth, something completely different came out of my mouth than what I had planned to talk about. And it was the very first time I had ever publicly talked about my grandmother and the influence that she had on me and who she was and, and all of the life lessons that she had taught me. This woman who like really when you on paper was like, you know, not educated, worked as a housemaid her whole life. And yet she truly for me is the most, was the most inspirational. Mm -hmm. My mom too. Absolutely. My mom is a badass woman who's just like, 
<laughs> so like the apple doesn't fall far from the tree <laughs> but she did but my grandmother like really I feel like so much of who I am and it was inspired by her and who she was and what I realized in seeing her was that it has nothing to do with what you your station in life you know like how successful you are it's about who you are as a person and that was a lesson that i learned that even that you can be a kind generous person you can be an ethical person you can do all of the things and carry yourself with such grace and i i learned that mm. from her so geez. what's her name hun what is her name her name was was Chengeto, which means actually when I think it's like a a, a promise keeper, like it's, it's someone who, so yeah. So one day, my dream, I'm gonna put it out into the universe. One day, I'm actually planning to create a foundation in her honor that educates young girls. Yes, oh, do it. Yeah. Oh, I've got yeah. well, we got you got our or we got your back. Yeah, <laughs> and let us know too. A hundred percent. Yes. So thank you. No, I'm so grateful to to the two of you for asking me on and Aww. for this beautiful conversation. It didn't go at all. Like your name as a podcast is so misleading. Because I was mm-hmm. like, mm, I don't know what they're mm-hmm. going to talk about. <laughs> it's like, it's instantly, it's it's ego, right? Right away, it's like raw babes. It's like, what? <laughs> and that's, that's the joke about Tiffany and I. It's like, the sh- <laughs> no, this is the joke. It's like, the shell and then the uh, the the moment that people just have that judge and then once they get in they're like whoa we didn't realize we were be going going to go to the depths of our yeah. soul yeah and that's because that's just what we do yeah it's like just- uh, when 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 you first reached out Kristen I thought yes. okay they're gonna ask me about like real housewives and like what's my favorite show and like, like <laughs> I didn't expect to be talking about spirituality <laughs> That's it. Straight to the goods. Hey, I, I love the lesson in that. I love how you judged us. Thank you. Thank you for judging us. <laughs> Just so you know, I didn't judge you. Oh, oh, <laughs> I amazing. saw you with love and light. You are a better <laughs> human being than I am, Tiffany. <laughs> oh my God. This is so good. I can't wait to hug you when we see you. I mean, yeah, I'm absolutely thrilled that we got to have this I, conversation. Just so much juice. Yeah, I, I can't let this go without asking if I have your permission to pull you a card from Messages from Heaven. Yes, please. Uh, because please I've been do. getting the tingles and it's like the connection of whatever needs. I literally to- just had like full body. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like your your loved ones, your dad, your grandmother. Mm. Like there's just, there's some beautiful message you're not so. allowed to make me cry like that that's like, I almost already got emotional I sure I did through it <laughs> okay so any message that needs to come through please allow it to come through for Sandra's highest and best good and I just allow the cards to fall whichever one is for you just effortlessly which means she's a, a messy shuffler <laughs> I let the beautiful my beautiful spirit team connect with <laughs> Sandra's beautiful oh, love. 
and our humor. <laughs> and our humor. The yeah. two of you are such a, a beautiful play of like you're you're physically so different, your energy so like both so beautiful, but so different. Like you're such a delight. Oh thank you. Like I I'm you I'm feeling energized yeah. conversation. <laughs> yeah. And you know, that's our goal, right? We want to we want to be relatable. So that's why we just kind of, I don't know. We've done the work. We've worked very hard. Yeah. And it doesn't stop. It never stops. It never stops. It's the game of life, right? We're always always playing to go to the next level and the next level. Yeah. Yeah. Evolve. And that's, that's what we're fucking doing. Yeah. We're evolving. Thank you for acknowledging. So your two cards, the first one that came out is you are ready for a change of scenery and it's time to explore. And there's something too with, you've got angel wings and there's I'm a white. I'm literally cracking up with that. And there's because white wings with sure. a candle, a white candle inside. Is it your, yeah, it's so funny because I literally am just getting ready for a big move. No, Are you? A big move. Oh my gosh. And that's uh, 12, two plus three. Okay. So yeah, there's something with the number three, but I'm also getting like three and nine and like nine is completion. So a cycle's completing. So it's time for this new and this next venture for you. I have a note for three actually. And then I have to say to you, it says, we will assist you in helping the important people in your life use love. Mm. So this is not like, this is just coming back down to also aside from this message is by you tapping into your heart coherence, which you are doing and using love, that's that ripple effect that is going out there to touch each and every soul that comes into your contact. And it's like, even just that, hello, your smile, your frequency and your energy is what the room is needing. And it can be just that, that walk through the mall. So beautiful. It's like the party has arrived. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready for my close up. <laughs> so I'm going to read, it says, your mind and body are ready for a new direction. Further investigation into all options is suggested. It may be as big as a moving house or as simple as a weekend away from home. Your loved ones will bring you further signs, which you will hear in your mind and feel in your body. Watch out for our signs as we help you decide on your next step. Mm -hmm. And there's going to be something with candle, light, flicker, um, white, there's just a lot with that angel wing. So just keep that in the back of the mind. And then the next one is um, part of our path on earth is to help others along life's journey. Some would argue that this is our most important task. Helping others can be as simple as passing on a smile, what I just said, or holding out a balancing hand. Whenever you assist others, Hold the intention of love in your heart. Your loved ones continue to send love and support to you in return. Every step you take in assisting others, we applaud you and thank you. And I'm like super emotional. So it's just like, you're just so honored and they just are so proud of you for like everything you've been doing. So keep doing it. You're just surrounded with love. Thank you. And I've oh. written down notes on numbers and number three, uh, proactive knowledge, learning ideas, fueling the brain with ideas on how to ex- execute. So I don't know if that resonates thank with you. you. Oh. <laughs> thank you. 
You're so welcome. Beautiful gift. Yeah. I'm so immensely grateful. Oh, thank you for doing what you're doing. And that was the second one, 44. (laughs) And you can see just like, look at the giraffes, just connection. Wow. So powerful. Oh, my whole body. I know. I'm going to need to lie down after that. Yeah. Um, I'm going to send a little photo of the write-up and these two cards. Just I'll send them to you so you can have them. It's always nice. Thank you so much for this beautiful gift. I truly am so grateful. And thank you for what you are doing and the, the beauty and the light that you are putting out into the world. Oh, thank you. You just called yourself beautiful. You are beautiful. Thank Thank you, ladies. I cannot wait to see you in a few days. I cannot wait to hug you in person in a few days. I'm truly so grateful that our paths crossed. Yes. Yes. And thank you to everybody for tuning in and being a part of this and witnessing such a beautiful journey. And for everybody to reach out, you can see all of our notes. We'll have all of um, Sandra's information and her Instagram so you can follow her. And and you can download the app on both the app stores. Yes. But, like If you're looking for it in the app stores, look for I am worthy. And so thank you. Thank you so, so much. Good. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Thanks, we are Sandra. cutting it out. Love you.